Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk. Super excited to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. This is going to be an amazing episode. Um, see what I did there? <laughs> um, it's, oh, so, it's kind of spectacular. Yeah, it's fantastic, <laughs> spectacular. It's, it's just amazing. It's just great. We're just nonstop. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight is what came out last year. Um, it is 2022 now, but uh, when we recorded this episode, we're actually giving you our fresh perspective. We all just saw it last night. Um, and so you are getting fresh excitement, um, fresh ideas from this. And so my first question, um, which I've got Micah, Chick, and Will with me tonight. Guys, my first question tonight that I want to know is what were your thoughts about this movie uh, what was one of your favorite moments and, and just like culminating to it all? What was your favorite for this one? Favorite moments, favorite moments. I mean, can I say the whole movie? <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I really wanted to see it again today. Uh, uh, everyone's like, it just came out today. Thursday screenings, guys, come on. Uh, uh, but my theater was loud, so much laughter, so much great times. But I got to say one of my favorite moments was the villains riffing off each other. Uh, I mean, we've we don't get, I'll just say, because our whole podcast is all spoilers. Uh, we don't get a whole Sinister Six, but like a Fearsome Five is still pretty good here. And just the way they all riff off each other, like Otto Octavius and Norman Osborn, like we, we didn't get those interactions in the Raimi universe. Now they finally get to play off of each other. Uh, Jamie Foxx being a smart aleck uh, and uh, riffing off of the lizard from his universe. is like, oh, I can make you over. It can be great. And he's like, what are you going to do? Turn me into a lizard? I'm like, yes. Like if we ever do get a Sinister Six with Tom Holland in the next three movies, they have set the groundwork and the foundation here. And I think another one, I actually, I was, we're going off the cuff here, but I think my other favorite moment, and I hate to, if I stole this from someone else, but, but I think we can all just bounce off this, but Matt Murdock showing up because there was oh, so much speculation yes. oh. ever since far from home. When he shows up, my theater erupted. I about got up out of my seat, but I was just like, just yes. Yeah. And then he catches oh, that brick. He's like, oh, how'd you know that was going to happen? I'm like, I'm a really good lawyer. I'm like, Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. And he promised us that that wasn't his forearm in the in the ta- uh, trailer. Whatever, Charlie Cox. Come on. Well, well, it probably wasn't in that scene, but uh, in the in the ki- in the kitchen scene. But yeah, I'll let uh, w- one of our other lovely co-hosts take it from there. Yeah, um, I from start to finish loved this film, and um, you guys know that like Spider Man's not my favorite hero, but that's like. I think this movie did um, wonders for my admiration or lack thereof for Spider-Man. And I think my favorite part of the entire film was the fact that it brought redemption, regardless of how you felt about the Andrew Garfield movies, regardless of how you felt about the Tobey Maguire movies. It brought all that together. It tied a bow on all the other movies, the endings of movies. It brought closure. Um, And I don't know if I... uh, I was texting the guys today, and I was like, man... Um, Goblin crushed it in this movie. Like I, I love Doc Ock. Like he was my favorite. Like in the Tobey Maguire trilogy, but like Goblin, oh my goodness, he just and 
the fact that he is 20 years removed from from when the first Spider-Man came out in 2000 was it 2002, 2002. right? Yeah, 2002, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he crushed it. And I think I I texted Jordan or another one of my friends and I said, "Man, Willem Dafoe if like Joaquin Phoenix wasn't the Joker, Willem Dafoe would have been a killer Joker." Like I just I I put that connection when I was seeing the film last night. I was like, "Man, he would have been a great Joker too." Um but yeah, Goblin crushed it. Love the I'm villain. something of a Dafoe fan myself. Yeah. Like I just I was just in awe of like his performance in that movie. Like it was almost like he completely reinvented himself. And especially like early on when he was like, Oh, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. He crushes the helmet and he's like, Oh, I'm just going to go to Aunt May and we're going to get, you know, I'm going to get my life on track. And I'm like, no, 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 it's way too easy. Um, the other thing that wasn't directly like, uh, I guess involved with Spider-Man was like, uh, the role of Dr. Strange. Obviously he was kind of like a, character in this movie i loved what he did i'm a big dr strange fan but i was telling jordan earlier today when we talked about it one of my favorite moments in the film was when uh, he, uh dr strange comes back at the end of the film and he's like man i've been hanging over the grand canyon for like 12 hours you guys know that thor is like my favorite marvel character and that was a no. direct yeah well just <laughs> yeah. like captain yeah. america over there yeah no. i know um, i know <laughs> one of my favorite moments in thor ragnarok was when loki was like i've been falling for 30 minutes Right, that was a, a a huge nod to Thor Ragnarok. So, shout out to Thor. Um, yeah, so so much to unpack in this movie, and I was just grateful that I got to see it last night. Absolutely. Uh, so, I have been uh, critical of these MCU Spider-Man movies. Um, I haven't really enjoyed them that much. Um, but this is my favorite Spider-Man movie out of all the Spider-Man movies now. Like, oh my goodness. Um, like, I'm, I'm a, you know, Sam Raimi Spider-Man Universe fan. Um, but this, like, one of my favorite superhero movies of all time is Spider-Man 2. I like, I like this more than Spider-Man 2. Um, like, oh my goodness. Um, and I've been, you know, I've been critical of, of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. A lot of people kind of just, like, easily kind of go to him and say they love him so much. But I... I haven't seen enough qualities out of him to be Spider-Man for me. And this movie really showed me what Tom Holland's Spider-Man is about. It was like, so like specifically the whole uh, part of the plot where, um, where uh, Dr. Strange wants to kill the Sinister Five and or not kill, but send them back to where they're about to die. And um, this, this, that part where, where, um, you know, MJ and um, Peter are like, we, we got to give them a second chance. Like, we have to try so they don't die, right? That showed me what Tom Holland's Spider-Man's all about. Um, and um, I really enjoyed that. Um, also, just to piggyback off of what Mike was talking about with Willem Dafoe, so the, the, um, the scene that really got me with Willem Dafoe in this was that really big fight scene um, um, before Aunt May dies, and in that building, and just going all over the place, and um, and Peter's uh, Tom Holland, Peter's just like really pissed off, and he's he's um he's punching um Willem Dafoe into the wall repeatedly, and Willem Dafoe just like gives him that look, like he doesn't care, he's just smiling at him while he's punching it while while he's punching him, right? And I'm like, yeah, no, um, Willem Dafoe stepped it up a level. For yeah. his, yeah, for his, 
for his um, Green Goblin. He got cra- he acted crazier. <laughs> I mean, not having to hide behind a mask probably helps quite, quite significantly. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and during this whole time, I went I went with a few friends. By the way, Leah, Dylan, if you're listening to this, I love you guys. Um, I went with a few friends from church, and like during the whole movie, whenever Willem Dafoe was on the screen, I was like, I don't trust whatever's going on with him right now because he was doing that whole like innocent act for a little bit like yeah i don't trust this one bit (laughs) and like yeah that totally yeah was true um but yeah this there's a lot there's a lot of scenes in this movie where it really convinced me of tom holland's spider-man um and what he was all what he's all about and stuff um so yeah holy crap (laughs) yeah um I have to agree with you guys. I think this movie, there's just so much to unpack. Um, but I truly believe that this movie, hands down, is the best Spider-Man film we've ever had. Um, it completed yes. stories that happened in Amazing Spider-Man series and the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series. Um, everything that's kind <clears> of <throat> culminated to this event. Like, I don't know. You, you go back and you look at the Sam Raimi trilogy and you see like, oh, we brought in a villain. We killed the villain. Next movie. We brought in the villain. We killed the villain. Next movie. We brought in a few villains. We at least killed one, if not two, villains. Um, and it, and it was just different. And so seeing like that, this Peter, like how you were talking about, chick, wanted to save them. Uh, that was huge. And then one of my favorite scenes in the entire piece was uh, when they're all doing the science behind it, and you have all three Peters running around. You see them working on their own ways to save each of the villains, and and it, you know, we don't see the the science side of Peter all the time. Um, but Peter's a scientist, and Peter is extremely smart. Um, and I think that it was handled really, really well. Um, my favorite thing uh, about the entire movie, which has no consequence to anything, um, which we named the episode after, is when uh, Andrew Garfield looks at Tobey Maguire. And he says, are you uh, you wearing a suit or are you going to just go fight the bad guys as a really cool youth pastor? Um, my group of guys that we went with. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that because I used to be. I know you're a youth pastor. Yeah, and you used to be in youth ministry. I was like, oh, my and goodness. It's, <laughs> and, and I just I sat back and my group of guys, we actually um, we were all dying because one of my guys is a former youth pastor. One guy is a former youth helper, and then one guy still helps with the youth ministry. And so all three of them were right there. They all looked right at me, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's hysterical. Um, Ironically, you didn't plan this. You were all in gray sweatshirts and blue shirts at the same time as well. That would have been really funny. I was actually (laughs) wearing my Nerd Talk hoodie. um, Nice. But just to represent, but I honestly thought about wearing my Chartel students and then youth pastor on the back hoodie. Um and I was like, that would have been really funny if I would have walked in with that. Um, you know, we talked about Doctor Strange coming in. What was your guys' thoughts about the level of involvement? Um, he really wasn't I mean, when you look back at this trilogy, um, because now that we've marked the trilogy and, and the, the high school years are now over, uh, you had a lot of Tony Stark influence in the first one. Um you had the legacy of him moving out in the second one, but then you had Nick Fury, um, which was a scroll, but it was still uh, Nick Fury to him, kind of mentoring in some of that and putting expectations. And then this one, you had Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange really didn't mentor um, through this. So what what were your guys' thoughts on that? Um, did you guys like that Doctor Strange was heavily involved or, or, or to the involvement that he was in, or do you want more or less? Where, what'd you think? Um. 
so yeah, I enjoyed um, Doctor Strange in this movie, and I think that uh, Jordan, you and I talked earlier today about it, but I think that uh, you know we talk about so much of how Marvel does such a great job of sprinkling characters in and doing just enough. And I think that, um, again, they did it in this film where Doctor Strange was a great addition to this film with so much going on. He didn't have to be overly exposed in this film. Um, and by the way, um, I think Will Jordan and myself did a preview episode back in, I don't know, it was October, September, something like that. That was so and long ago. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. previewed, like we were previewing the Eternals. Yeah. We were previewing uh, Hawkeye and we were previewing um, No Way Home. And I think Will and I both said this, but like, how are they going to fit so much into two and a half hours? And they, and I think the pacing of the movie and for everything that went on, I think they did a great job of doing just enough of everything. We can talk about that um, as we go on. But like, yeah, um, give me more Doctor Strange. Something else I noticed about this film was like the majority of the trailer was actually in the movie. If you guys noticed that or not. Like, yeah, there I were very like, wow. few things that weren't in there. There's a couple, but like the majority of it was. And I was like, yeah. wow. Um, I, there were so many things like, and I mentioned earlier about the Dr. Strange, like I've been following, you know, or hovering over the Grand Canyon for 30 minutes or whatever it was. That's great. But one of my favorite things, uh, about the relationship between, um, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, Spider-Man and Dr. Strange was, um, the whole gab between them where they were like, call me, sir. No, call me Steven. No, call me, sir. Call me Steven. I love that. Like the entire movie. Cause it was. <laughs> Because if you go back to Infinity War, when they're like, hey, we're using our made-up names. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> yeah. much of that, and I, I absolutely loved it. So, yeah, I think there was just enough of Doctor Strange. And, spoiler alert, because this whole episode is all about spoilers, um, that post-credit trailer of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, I told Will, Will texted me in the middle of the night, I don't even know what time it was. And he was like, what'd you think? And I was like, it was great. And he was like that Dr. Strange trailer though. And I was like, yeah, I love the movie, but peed my pants when I saw the Dr. Strange trailer. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. We're going to be sending you some adult diapers your way for the next movie. Uh, I'm probably going to need it because Dr. Strange is probably going to be like four hours long. <laughs> I had to, I had to run for a quick refill and restroom break like midway through. And I was like, <laughs> uh, and I actually now it's made it all the way through without going to the bathroom. I was impressed. I, I, I drink too many fluids. I, I drink too many fluids, but um, Dr. Strange's involvement in the movie, I think, uh, I think a big criticism and I'm fine with it, with how they've set, set uh, Spider-Man up in the MCU since civil war has been, it's heavily involvement on referencing like, Oh, Tony Stark, this happy Hogan's over here, Nick Fury. I do like that each mentor has give has been a little bit different. Like uh, Tony Stark actually had to step in the role of being a father figure, uh, which set him up to be a good dad for Morgan post blip. Uh, Nick Fury gave him some easy, tough, tough love, but also understood like, Oh, Hey, you're a kid. I get like why you don't want to step up after everything. You know, Stephen Strange is just like brutal. Like, dude, like if the multi it's between the multiverse and you, uh, we, we got to kill these guys. Like, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. The multiverse is about to implode on itself. Like, wh what are you doing here? But I think their interactions were great. Uh, he did, definitely had a little bit more, more warmth to him. Because, uh, uh, but I, I definitely loved some of the humor going on in there too. Like uh, after he contains the spell, he's like, "I'll, I'm sorry that you talked with the MIT guy, uh, guidance person, and it still didn't go your way. Maybe your friends could try to get involved." And Tom, Tom Holland, Spider Man's like, "Oh wait, you could do that." And he's like, "Oh wait, 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 wait." I just d did a spell that could rectify the multiverse, and you didn't even check 
with MIT, and it like cuts off like a sitcom. He's right outside the Sanctum Santorum. Great. And I do like the revelation of Wong being the Sorcerer Supreme. I, what? <laughs> I love the technicality there, but like, yeah, more Wong supremacy right there. Yeah. I, I like mm-hmm. how with, with the Wong portion, um, they're like, it's on a technicality. And I'm like, by the time that Multiverse of Madness happens, I bet it'll move back over that Wong is just going to be like, no. And and I remember a lot of people were like, oh, Mephisto is this because like, why would why would the uh, the snow all be there? And I think that they handled the fact that they didn't do the maintenance spell and then a blizzard blew through. And that's why everything's covered in snow. Like I was like, that's that's genius. Like that was a good way to to handle that, um, to explain some of those things. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so, um, the, one of the, one of my, one of my friends that went with me is a really big, uh, Dr. Strange fan and it bothered him that there wasn't more Dr. Strange in the movie. Um, but I n- am not a huge Dr. Strange fan. So I, I thought, I thought, um, the amount he was in was like perfect. And, um, one of the things I want to point out is that like, yeah, each of these, these mentor roles and each of these, you know, movies with, with Spider-Man, um, has, has been different. And yeah, so now we have kind of this, like, um, almost like big brother role that, um, or stern father role that, that Dr. Strange is doing. And, um, uh, the thing I, the thing that I, that really got me about Dr. Strange and Spider-Man and Peter's interaction with this movie is at the end where, um, he is like, you know, actually call me Steven and, he, and he's like, oh, it's still weird. But then he was, he was like, you, you know, it was, it was nice knowing you kid. Cause he knew he's about to forget him and you could tell him and, and, um, and Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Cumberbatch's, uh, face that, you know, he really cares about, about Peter. And it really just took me back to, like, it made me remember, oh my goodness, they were on that one planet fighting Thanos together in, in Infinity War. So they had this bond together because they were going through that together. So like, I was Plus like, oh, the no, he really trip cares to him. get there. I mean, you always what? you bond over road trips, and it was a galactic road trip to Titan. So, right. like, he, yeah. he had to have started to get to know him at least to some degree off screen. Like, while we're not seeing right. this, like he probably got a little close to him. Yeah, so I'm saying, so like they they went through that that really tough time together where they're trying to fight Thanos and then all the you know space stuff they were together. So he he has a good relationship with him because he cares about Peter a ton, and and I think I think. Uh, Benedict Cumberbun slash Cumberbatch um, did a really good job of showing, like, you know, especially at the end when he says goodbye, like, you know, it was nice knowing, nice knowing you, kid, or whatever he says. Um, he does, he does a really good job showing how much, you know, Doctor Strange cared about Peter. So, yeah, I, I think he did really well with this role um, because, I mean, he's not the main focus, um, and the last time that he had his own solo outing was 2016. So it's been five years since he's had any type of solo outing, and so it'll be six years by the time his his next movie comes out. Um, And we see kind of like he got sprinkled in. Um, And I think that one of the problems I have is when he shows up, he kind of like he held back the water in Endgame, and then like he held back the multiverse breaking apart in this one. So like he didn't have as big a role in the big fights. 
um which i think is is kind of a problem i wish you would see more doctor strange like shooting magic and all that but i understand like you gotta have someone who's gonna hold things together as it starts to fall apart um but i i think that it was done really really well um and i liked the way that they went and i agree with chick at the end when he's starting to kind of break a little bit like hey i'm i'm saying goodbye i'm not gonna remember you um i think that was really hard for him so back to the uh the snow conversation did you guys love it when he was wearing like a hoodie and stuff and he was holding like a cup of coffee i absolutely love that when he uh was when the, the first scene that they show him in the movie when he's um uh peter goes to visit him and we see the snow you know and like he he walks down the stairs and he's got like a cup of coffee and then he he's slips on yeah like, he slips at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like there there was a little bit of comedy where like doctor strange really isn't your funny guy in the mcu and it, it was done really well um yeah. you know Doctor Strange and Wong returned, but we've got all these villains that are returning from older movies. So, which was your favorite villain that returned, and why you get one each? Yeah, I'm looking at you, Will. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um. So. Um. Sheesh. Um. I want to say Alfred Molina and and um. Doc Ock. Um, that's the easy answer. So I'll go with a, a a not typical answer. I really liked what they did with Jamie Foxx and Electro. Mm. Um, mm. Yes. Because, yeah, I really liked what they did with him because um, in, in, you know, Amazing Spider-Man t- uh, 2, um, they, like, made him, you know, nerdy and spastic and geeky. And in this, they just, like, just had Jamie Foxx be Jamie Foxx in it. And he's actually like smooth and says potty words and is intimidating and stuff. And he, he said a couple, he's had a couple, had a couple lines in it where it's like, I really like what's going on in this world. I really like how I am in this world. Right. And you can see this progression of, I was a loser and now I'm turning into someone who's not a loser for once. And that, that power that comes with going from loser to not loser is what's making him bad, right? He's becoming a bully almost because he's like, you know, it's almost like the, um, uh, oh, what's the movie with Will Ferrell, um, the animated movie where the, the geeky guy gets superpowers. Megamind. It's like Megamind where the, ge- the loser gets superpowers and becomes, becomes the villain. There's a lot like that. And, I kind of wanted I kind of wanted the story to be like, oh no, keep him in this world because he's a cooler villain in this world than he was in, the, in his his world. I kind of wanted that to happen to see what it was like to have that Jamie Fox Electro in Tom Holland's universe because he really enjoyed. It. And also, they finally gave him a costume that was comic book accurate, so that was cool too. Anyways, so yeah, yeah, I uh. Chick, since you didn't pick uh, Doc Ock, I think I'm going to go with Doc Ock, and I'm going to go with him for a couple of reasons. Like, I loved Goblin's performance, and, like, honestly, like, to Chick's point earlier on in the, the, the podcast, we, you know, talked about Tom Holland, Spider-Man, but, like, I grew up watching Tobey Maguire, and I love those movies. So, like, uh, Doctor, or, not Doctor Strange, but in um, Spider-Man 2, when, you know, Doc Ock was introduced, like, that was just amazing for that time. And I've watched several YouTube videos before No Way Home came out where they were talking, interviewing 
um, Molina, and he said, you know, I had to I had to wear the arms, but they have puppeteers that were controlling all the movements. CGI wasn't really a thing back then, so like I just thought it was amazing. And he said it was just so much easier now to film No Way Home than what it was twenty years ago to do Spider Man Two. Um, his performance in this movie was outstanding. Um, the redemption, the the willingness to be one of the first. Was he the first of the bad guys that was healed? He was. He was the first yeah. one, right? Yeah. So yeah. So like. Um, I love that. And then like at the end scene when they're all, all the Spider-Mans are getting their butt kicked, I knew that he was going to come back. And I was like, yes, yes, that's great. I told Jordan earlier, the one thing that I wish would have happened. And I, I realized that Tobin Maguire Spider-Man is older in this movie. Obviously he's wiser and he's got more experience, but in um, this movie, I would have loved for uh, Doc Ock to say with, um, to, to Peter, or, or at least Tobey Maguire, Peter, uh, to what? What did he say in Spider-Man Two? Uh, brilliant but brilliant lazy. But lazy. Yeah, I wish he would have said that. He's like Peter Parker, brilliant but lazy. But like, obviously, he wasn't lazy in this movie, and he's got his act together. But like, I thought that would have been a cool throwback. So, yeah, love Doc Ock's performance, and like uh, when the nanotech takes over his arms in that early scene. Like, oh, I thought that was so dope. I thought that was amazing, and. Um, you know, kind of reminded me of Infinity War when Tony starts in the street with Hulk and he he presses that nanotech seat for the first time. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed Doc Ock's performance. I really, I really wanted, um, I really yeah. wanted. Sorry, Jordan. I really wanted um, for when um, they were healing, um, they were healing uh, Doc Ock. I really wanted to do that. Listen to me now, speech uh, speech he did. You know, he's like, listen to me now, and then talking to the tentacles, but. They didn't do it. But yeah, sorry, Jordan. Go ahead, man. No, you're good. Um, I think, I'll be honest, I think that uh, when we look at some of these things, like Doc Ock was, Doc Ock just killed it. Um, you know, Doc Ock is kind of this misunderstood villain um, who, who kind of, especially with the Sam Raimi trilogy, like he wasn't really the bad guy. It was the, they had each, each claw or each tentacle had a mind of its own. And I think that it was handled very, very well. Um, they, they did it right. And to, to give him his redemption, I think, was a lot easier. But I loved that, like, through this story, it was difficult for him. Um, yeah, and shout, and shout out to the older guys, like uh, Will, Willem Dafoe and um, Molina crushed it. Like, for oh, them being older and them being 20 or – what is it? They were amazing. They're, they're yeah, in their for 60s. them being 20 years removed from this franchise – it was absolutely unbelievable to watch them recast their characters and then do better, <laughs> do better yeah, than oh, what yeah. they did twenty years ago. Oh yeah, like and even Jamie Fox. I love I love Jamie Fox's humor in this movie. I thought it was hysterical. Well, they're playing into some of these guys who are like since these movies have all come out, since they've played their villain, like they've gotten better about their character. They've gotten better about mm-hmm. hey, I'm in I'm now more of a funny guy. Hey, I'm more like they started to play into some of their their natural abilities and, and some of the the workings that they've done over the past few years. And I just think they've done really really well. Um for me, I know that my favorite villain to come back absolutely was Electro. Um Electro is one of my favorite villains. Um I was really really excited back in 2014 when he was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um I think that they handled it very well. Um, him being a big Spider-Man fan and then the whole like, woe is me. I got dropped in a vat of 
electric eels and 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 how they just kind of change things it was it was pretty cool <clears throat> but they go in and, and they handle his character where like he started blue but then like because of a multiversal shift he drew enough power that he went back to his normal body but then like wait where's all the hair that you had like your your crazy hair that you had like they, they give him like crap for it um yeah and he made they, yeah yeah he makes a comment about that yeah yep. and it's kind of like wait when did you become cool like and i i love the way they handled it i wish they hadn't uh fixed everybody though like part of me is like you know we where you sent all the villains home but i think that these villains could have easily been a fix in the mcu and been like hey we're now gonna do the college years we did a fight with some of these guys but now you can have like a rotating like big big group of villains like vulture could have shown up in this movie uh mysterio could have shown back up because we don't officially know if he's dead or not like they say he is but is he really dead um there's so many different pieces to the puzzle uh that is the mcu and and i just think that wherever they go moving forward um, it would be really, really cool to see. It, it would have been really cool to see Electro be used in that way. And, and I'm like, ah, oh, like how many more villains are you going to really get to use that are the big guys uh, moving forward? Because I was I was honestly hoping that like he was going to move into like an apartment or like a, a college apartment or something like that. And like his his Earth's uh, Harry Osborne was going to be his roommate. And then like uh the the big choice for playing a uh, Norman Osborn on that earth would be Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, that'd be really cool if you would have had Matthew McConaughey and then had like an, another famous young actor um, come back in and, and, and do some of that. I was like, that would have been cool. But um, I really liked the way that they kind of handled some of that. Uh, you know, the, these villains, I think the one that didn't make sense to me was with Sandman, though. I don't feel like he was really a villain. And he was it was it was just really weird how he handled some yeah, of that. I wasn't sold on how he was done in in this movie because um, you couldn't you couldn't tell he was going back and forth between villain ish to like misunderstood criminal father guy. So yeah. it was yeah it was definitely he didn't have a good motivation to be fighting Spider Man. But I don't know that there were enough villains from other movies to justify using. Um, so like where you've got Paul Giamatti showing up at the end of like you didn't you didn't build into him, um so it wouldn't have made sense to bring Paul Giamatti back as Rhino, um even though we get to see him in the sky I don't know if you guys saw the the Rhino in the sky when the multiverse like they've got the white uh like silhouettes and all that I'm like ooh are we gonna get a Rhino because like that would be really cool just to see the Hulk versus Rhino in a Spider-Man movie or something like that would be kind of cool like if you just see those two beating the crap out of each other, um. Yeah, I just I think that it would be really cool moving forward. Um, but those were not the only people to show up from the multiverse. We had not one, not two, but there were three different Spider-Mans in this film. Um, so how excited were you that Toby and Andrew both showed up in the film uh, for this one? I uh, was pumped. Uh, the people in the theater that I went to clapped for both. I mean, obviously, with one, you knew that there was going to be two, and... Uh, my wife, Alicia, looked at me and she was like, when Andrew Garfield showed up and he's, <laughs> she turned to me and she was like, liar, because he denied it, denied it, denied it, <laughs> denied it. And I'm like, there's no way that he's not going to not show up in this movie. The payday is going to be too good for him. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I thought they did, uh, again, with just 
I'm going to start calling it the hashtag Marvel magic, like just sprinkling just enough of each character in. And like, they did such a good job of storytelling with like conversations between the different Peters and the different Spider-Mans. Like, this is what happened when I was Spider-Man. This is what happened when I was Spider-Man. And this is what's going on now, obviously. And they worked together. And it was funny. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie was when Tom Holland Spider-Man was like, hey, I was with the Avengers. And the other two were like, what's the Avengers? <laughs> I love how much, like, Toby got into it as well. Because you've got yes. Toby. Are you, are you the band? He's like, <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> that's so cool. What are the Avengers? And, like, it just, it was so funny to see that. But, yeah. I was curious about Kirsten Dunst, like, maybe showing up. But that didn't happen. Yeah. So, I was kind of hoping that they weren't going to just, like, because I feel like they redusted everybody, like all the villains. Like they just kind of, instead of dusting, they just like blurred dissolved in the thin air. Yeah, and I was like, I was kind of hoping like they would swirl back to where they they were pulled from, like the the Doctor Strange swirling magic. I was like, that'd be kind of cool because then you could like, because there's so much time that's happened since the Sam Raimi's uh, Spider Man's, it'd be cool to, if you would have seen May Parker. Um, being uh his daughter who play who ends up becoming spider girl or spider woman later on in like a future um thing and it's it's him and mary jane's daughter and i'm like that would have been so cool if we would have got like 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 mj holding a little girl um i think that would have been did you guys catch the did you catch the ending when uh or not the ending but like in the middle of the movie when uh toby mcguire was talking i don't know if it was to andrew garfield or to um tom holland or maybe both of them um, and ask what happened to, you know, his girlfriend or MJ or whoever it was. And like he said, um, we worked it out or something along those lines where it was like, oh, they, they actually worked it out because the Spider-Man 3 was a mess, right? The storytelling of Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire trilogy was probably the worst one of those three. And it was just very messy. And the ending was like, they introduce Gwen Stacy, but MJ's kind of selfish and they kind of break up because of the whole Venom thing. And like, they kind of leave it unresolved. So like, they didn't directly say one way or the other. However, I think they did a good job of just saying, hey, we worked it out. And it was typical Tobey Maguire. Well, I, you think, know. I think what was really cool was he said, it took some time, but we finally yep. figured it out. And I, I yes. think that it, it just, it paid that, that homage to it and just said hey you know what we what we as the the casual viewers who grew up watching those as they came out like it was really cool to have that touch and not feel like it was forced um yep. where and i will and I, yeah and i will say too that like i cried a lot watching this film like when when may dies and when uh garfield saves mj like because he couldn't save gwen stacy in the amazing spider-man 2 it's like oh it's all the feels the entire movie and you're just like should have, I should have took a box of tissues with me and I told Jordan like when I left I felt very much like I felt when I watched Infinity War the first time when I left after everything happened when they got snapped and it was just like it was a good movie but like you want more it leaves you hanging on a cliff what what what's next what, what, what are we, where are we going from here so yeah it was great well we'll probably still get like another Spider-Man movie every other year now like moving forward <laughs> it's just gonna happen like every other year and I'm I'm a-okay with it So, so I have so, so many thoughts. So this was my absolute favorite um, part of the movie was all having all three 
um, Spider-Man, all, all three actors. So, like, everyone was, like, clapping and cheering when Andrew Garfield came in. And then I remember, like, whispering over to my friends, like, oh, Toby is in this part. I'm just going to freak out. And then when Toby comes in, my, the theater I was in, everyone's, like, standing up. I'm like, yeah! And, and um, it was beautiful. Um, but, yeah, to piggyback off of, of Micah's point, um, one of my favorite things about this, about the writing in this movie was they added on to the plots of the other the other universes yes. with 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 um Toby Toby's Peter talking about how he and he worked things out with with um him and MJ and then the other part um where um Toby and Andrew Garfield are talking to um Tom Holland about you know May dying and grief they're talk they were talking through him through his grief and the, the part where Andrew Garfield's Peter says um don't let your grief become bitterness and turn you into like an angry rage monster. And he said, that's what happened to me. And I hurt people. I, he said the specific line, I stopped pulling my punches. So he was referring directly to a post amazing Spider-Man two version of himself, where he let his bitterness and anger from his grief after Gwen died, um, you know, control him and turn him into something he wasn't. So, um, they did, some freaking just brilliant job um, writing and adding on to the plots of those other two Spider-Man universes with, with the, and they didn't have to do much. They just used the dialogue through, you know, Toby and Andrew's lines to add on. That's all they needed to do. It was so great. Um, some of the things I loved about um, the other, uh, having both of them in there was um, their interactions with each, each, each other, right? With, like the whole Avengers thing, you know, you're the band. Oh my goodness. Or, um, when Andrew was like, they're talking about the different villains they fought. And Andrew's like, man, your guys's bad guys are way cooler than mine. I just fight dudes in giant rhino, rhino robot suits. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, they were both like, no, you're actually, you're, you're way more, you're more amazing than you think you are. Say you're amazing. Say you're amazing. And I, I thought that was a brilliant, like homage to, how people kind of criticize amazing the amazing movies. I think that was a really fun way that they did to acknowledge that people criticize the Andrew Garfield movies. Well, I'm going to play off that real quick. I think that one, that series gets a lot of hate because they, they didn't stick to the exact source material. Um, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't feel the same way that the Toby movies did. They went a very different route and a lot of people hate yeah. on those. Um, as as Mike and I had talked about this, uh, the Sam Raimi series came out when he was in high school and early college, and then my late high school, early college years was when the Amazing series came out, and so it was kind of my Spider Man. Um, I would I would have taken Andrew over Toby, not because I I prefer it, but it's because that was who I had. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so looking at some of that, like it was really cool, um, because he took a beating in his series and they didn't finish it. And then, like, yeah. in that moment, he said, say you're amazing. And it was, like, sometimes you just need yourself or someone that, like, right. is around you to just go in and say, dude, you're right. amazing. Like, to build you up. Because sometimes you just take a beating and you need it. Like, 2021 has been awful right. to, to my family. Um, and there's been so much hurt. And, and I, I, I felt very much watching that. I felt like Andrew, like, I'm not. 
necessarily adequate. I'm not always doing my yeah. best, and, and I struggle through a lot of that. And, and sometimes it's just you're so hard on yourself. But then you had the group around you that comes in and says, right. hey, like, no, Jordan, hey, you yeah. got this. Like, and, and these guys who, who love on me. And so I, I very much felt the same way of with, with Andrew in that moment of, Hey, yeah. like I, I, I get it. Like I, I am amazing. I, I, I am Peter Parker. I'm, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Like I'm, I am yeah, Spider-Man. Right. I, I love how the, uh, the, 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 the Peters were like saying they love each other or stuff like, um, man, I've always wanted a brother. Right. It, yeah. That was so cool. So the last thing I want to say about having all three Spider-Man, um, in there is, um, so during the, during, uh, specifically Andrew's performance, Andrew Garfield's performance, was such a gut punch, like in a good way. It hit you right in the feels, right? And the thing I want to point out for Andrew Garfield's performance is um, he filmed this at the same uh, around the same time he filmed uh, filmed a movie called Tick Tick Boom, which was um, about a guy who uh, wrote a really famous musical. And during that time he was filming these movies, his mom died. And oh, wow, yeah, his mom died. And so, so I mean, like. You're, acting is a profession, so if you are if you're going through a crappy time and you can access those emotions and put it on screen, awesome. But yeah, you can tell, um, and that was that information knowing you go back you go back and watch this movie and you know him crying after catching Zendaya, MJ, him crying talking about when um, Emma Stone and um, when Stacy dies. Like, I mean that's good acting, but he's feel he's Andrew Garfield's literally feeling that grief when yeah. he's filming in that this. moment. He, he was truly feeling it. So yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. Great. So it's having all of the Spideys there. Uh, I mean, I think we've all said it. Our theaters erupted probably when that happened. Right. Like, uh, as soon as like Ned tapped into his magic tingly fingers, I, I want Peter Parker. Like if you, if you just count a glimpse of the suit, you're like, that's Andrew Garfield right there. It's him. And then he whips off the mask and just like, it's like back to where we were with Amazing Spider-Man series. I, I, I mean, we were this close to getting him in the MCU. So just what? <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> we were this close, and he's like, "Hey, it's me," uh, t and just jumping right back into it, and then also riffing really well with the MCU humor, where he gets the wet cobweb for Ned's mom, like. Because uh, that, that was one thing I, I did think about. I'm going like, will the Raimi Spider-Man and uh, the Mark Webb Spider-Man really gel in this universe? And I, I mean, Watts and company did pretty well with them. And even, I mean, the gut punch of losing May and that being essentially his origin, his great power great, comes great responsibility part. I mean, I didn't know how much I was going to be like emotional and crying during this. Like, I, I like. It's not quite in-game levels, but it, it, it's up there for me. Uh, and uh, when they all come to him talking about their grief, and I didn't know that uh, sentiment about uh, Andrew Garfield's uh, uh, mom, but like you can tell he's probably bringing some of that with him, especially with his universe, losing both of his parents, Captain Stacy, Gwen, and then just who knows how much rougher it got in that universe. One thing, though, uh, I since all the villains have been cured in their universe... I'm wondering if that is their subtle way, if like if Sony has like a streaming service in the background or like a, an idea in the back of their head that if they can't get Tom Holland back, now that we've corrected all these universes, can we come back and expand Revisit. a little bit more now that like yeah, I don't know if I don't know if that's been said already, but like that would be super dope. Like oh hey, some of these heroes 
are cured, but they brought some of that knowledge of the MCU back with them. I don't know if like it resets and everyone just forgets that they were there, but I don't think that's quite how it works. But I'd just like to see that expanded on, whether it be a comic book, an animated show, or something like. Please, like, let's continue some of these universes. I mean, there's a whole basement full of setup in Amazing Spider-Man too. Like, yeah, let's 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 see what happens with that. But I, I was really really grateful that they actually did, and we had got the live action Spider Verse that we kind of deserve. Yeah, I uh, I think that they handled uh, just bringing them in really well. And we've we've been talking a little bit about um, Aunt May dying. So spoiler, which happens all the time. Aunt May is dead. Um, and she delivered the line with great power comes great responsibility. Here's my here's my thoughts behind this. One, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man doesn't get to say, "Oh yeah, like my uncle Ben said that," which he he kind of said that in the movie because his uncle Ben didn't say those words. He said stuff like it. He did not say those words. And I like in the movie, I looked at Bama, uh, my buddy, uh, I was with right next to me, and I was like, "He doesn't get to say that. His uncle Ben didn't actually die saying that. Like like they went with a different saying." Um, so I just thought that you was- can let him have it, Jordan. Come on, dude. You can let him have that one. I, no, 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 because that's not on him. That's on their writers. Um, that like that, that's not an Andrew slap. It's a, it's just, they, they, no, 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 no. Mark Webb should have said great power, great responsibility, um, when he directed those films. Uh, with, with this though, um, Micah, I'm going to play into us real quick. Uh, when we were talking earlier today, you said that, with great power comes great responsibility great responsibility that those words basically mean okay i'm dying <laughs> like like the, that's that's when you know that someone's going to die um there was no chance that aunt may was going to to happen so what did you think about uh them killing aunt may and what did you think about her being the one to deliver that line and not uncle ben um in this in this universe yeah so um earlier i just i sobbed (laughs) and part of the reason i sobbed was like in that moment like shout out to marissa tomei like she crushed it like she's 50 years old and she still looks good you know what i mean like i told my wife i'm like man she's still beautiful even though you know she's 50 years old and there's nothing wrong with being 50 years old but like it's just she still looks like she's 30 and um she did a great job as aunt may and um yeah, I just really, really enjoyed her performance. And, like, you knew that that was coming, right? Like, there have been rumors. There have been, like, just uh, articles out there that said that somebody was going to die. It could be Happy. It could be uh, Aunt May. It could be somebody, right? So, like, <clears throat> when uh, that whole scene happens, the fight scene happens, and the goblin goes nuts, like, that acting in that moment was was absolutely phenomenal because it looks like, you know, you could tell she was hurt and you could tell like something was wrong, but she didn't die immediately. Right. She tried to hold it together until the absolute end. And the thing that really like tore my heart out was the fact that like, not only did Peter Parker or Spider-Man have to watch his mentor, Tony Stark, Iron Man die at the end of Endgame, He also had to watch his aunt May, the only one like he really had die. And it was just like, it was almost a flashback to him watching Peter die. I'm sorry, Tony die. Yeah. And it, it just ripped my heart out because I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. And like Jordan, when you and I talked earlier today, like they're, aside from Thor losing everything, 
nobody else can say that except for Peter and Thor. Like, and I would go as far as to say that Peter lost even more in this movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody forgot who he was. That that means yep. that like, uh, Pepper Potts is gonna forget who he is. Yeah. Um, happy. It's forgot. like the dusting. Like dusting keeps showing up in all these shows. <laughs> now it's gonna be like, who's Peter? <laughs> well, I wonder if if we ever see uh Pepper again, if she's gonna be like, who's this with? Why why do I have this picture of Tony and some kid? Because, like, it doesn't, like, you, it's not like Harry Potter where, like, when Hermione changes, like, her, like, erases herself from her family's life. Like, there's still photos. So, like, all those kids who took photos in the hallway, like, why did they take pictures of some random kid? Like, nobody's going to know who this kid is. And they're just going to have, like, hey. pictures of him on their phone and things that were set up, like, Spider-Man in the, the trophy case. Like, wait, time out. Who, why is some you kid in Spider-Man there? Like, that doesn't make sense. So I just thought of this literally just in the seconds that you were talking, Jordan, but like in, um, in Avengers Endgame, when Tony figures out the whole time travel thing and figures out how to like fix the universe, like he's like, Oh my gosh, I figured it out. Right. Fast forward to no way home. You know, Tom Holland's like, he tells MJ and Ned that he's going to come find him. Like he's going to figure it out. You think that like, because he's smart, like you're talking about, do you think he's going to have that moment in one of the next couple of movies where, like, he's Tony and he figures that out and he's able to fix it? Do you think that's something they'll do? I don't think so. Um, based no. off the fact that it's magic um, and he's a well, science-based, I mean, because one, I mean, one of my favorite things was when uh, him and Strange are going at it and they're they're in the uh, the mirror dimension and he's like, you know, what's better than magic, geometry and math. or like math. <laughs> like, yes. He, like. I don't, he's not like a, like, he was blown No, no, away. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying, like, if, if there's a way, like, that he can get that reverse somehow, like, maybe he'll figure that out. It doesn't have to be science so. based. I, I think okay. I think the way he's going to reverse it, he's going to come across Mephisto after he gets happily married and has a few kids, and he's going to no, have to make a deal to get his friends back. No Mephisto. <laughs> We're anti-Mephisto on this podcast. Get that out of here. No. Um, Age of Ultron. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would not be a nerd talk with Jordan Halstead if we didn't mention Age of Ultron. Uh, get that out of here. Which that was speculated to be the first movie that we would have had Spider Man show up. Did you did you did you guys see that fake post credit scene that somebody made in like their own home studio? No. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, uh they made like a window that looks like the Avengers Tower, uh, because we we supposedly hadn't seen the final battle in tra trailers, and then like Spider Man was just gonna be climbing up and look and point to like a guy cleaning windows going like, You missed a spot and he was in the at uh, the Andrew Garfield suit, so it was speculated that it was gonna be him and I'm like, No, they're not doing that. Oh and then gosh. sure the enough, like after the movie came there. out, they revealed like behind the scenes, I'm like, You like I'm like Game recognized game. Like I, I hate you for doing this, but like the fact that you put this much money into it. Two yeah. thumbs up, man. <laughs> yeah. So what it will what did you think about uh Aunt May being the one that delivered the line and then that they they killed uh Well, I think a big criticism of this universe is like where's Uncle Pin? Well, come he's not saying the response great power of great responsibility. I mean he has like the suitcase and a bunch of things that are reminiscent of Ben being there. But I think now everybody can myself included can zip our lips because the origin played out differently. These three movies are his origin. Like we had to speed past all this stuff in the Raimi universe, which Hey, don't get me wrong. Like his pacing's great in those movies, even though we have 30 year olds playing high schoolers, no big deal there though. Um, but um, 
now we've get, get to see a couple years of him in high school struggling to like fit in and balance being Spider-Man trying to be an Avenger and all that. And now like he is like at square one. And like, I, I thought I, I, I was just like, don't do it. Don't dare kill May right now. Like she's going to catch her breath. But then she kept saying it. I'm like, Oh no, is she going to like have a heart attack or a stroke? Like, Oh my God. Or she, did she get hit from the glider? Like what the heck happened? And then just like happy sacrificing himself too. I'm like, run Peter. Like, and then even shooting him after he just lost his aunt May. I'm like, leave him alone. Come on. <laughs> like he's been throwing up, but like, this is like what I, and I think a lot of fans have wanted for this Spider-Man. Like I'm not saying he hasn't had hardships in these years, but, but like he's always had Tony and the Avengers to go he's back on. And now, and there, this- there is no way home now. Like he yeah. has his, he has no way to that old home, that old life. Like, yeah. And he- to be fair, to be fair, Will, what I enjoyed about the Tom Holland trilogy is that, like, mm. we talked a little bit about with the Eternals, right? Yeah. With it being so diverse, like MJ was different, Ned was different, Flash yeah. was different, May instead of Ben was different, and I, and yeah. I think I liked it and enjoyed it more. To your point, yeah, I just yeah. I think it was great. Yeah, I, and yeah, I mean, I like that they did all those points. Like, I like his friend didn't resent him and become evil, but hey, maybe he find maybe something happens with his magic. He remembers, and he's like, he becomes a magical hobgoblin instead. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that will happen though. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Green, green elf. Uh, yeah, the hob elf. That's, that's that's what they called him. Was like a green elf. Yeah. Well, if if anything, he's going to be Wong's nephew. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. Um. What about you, Chick? Did you uh, did you appreciate how they handled May, or do you wish that they would have handled it differently? And and what did you think about uh, great power comes great responsibility not coming from Uncle Ben? Uh, so I have a lot of mixed feelings um about about all of it. Um, but first off, I'll I'll just take five seconds for it. Uh, with with what Mike has said, um. There were some parts about the diversity of, of this trilogy that I liked, but some other parts I didn't like. Um, like for example, like um, um, uh, the first the first movie Zendaya I hated, but then Far From Home Zendaya I really liked, and then this one Zendaya I really liked. All three movies I hated Flash. I I I uh, I absolutely detest you know nerdy well, he's bully Flash. Bully, not... So I don't think you're supposed to like him. No, I mean I like Joe Magnilio Flash a lot more. It's because I'm a really big Agent Venom fan, so like I like, you know, a, a, a jockey Flash that becomes a good guy through Venom. That's like that's that's my favorite version of Flash. And then they went with you know nerdy bully, you know pompous prick Flash uh, instead of a typical jockey bully. Anyways, okay, so but yeah, so I have a lot of mixed feelings about. Um, about it um and i have some questions for you guys maybe if you can help me clear it up but um so on one hand oh tearjerker when she dies oh my goodness um especially when he's like when tom holland's like looking at her he's like may wake up talk to me please say something i'm like right and then just tom holland just brilliantly delivered that scene um and it just really tugged at your heartstrings but at the same time being such a Sam Raimi universe fan, um, just being so attached to that Uncle Ben character, um, that I I just want that. That's that's what I want Spider Man to be, right? That's Spider Man I'm used to. So I'm really I'm really um, torn. I liked it and didn't like it at the same time. So 
Um, so my question for you guys is, um, and I might just be stupid, which often is the case. I'm not well, that smart. No. But... <laughs> Anyways, my my question for you guys is, when they're doing all the stuff with like the detectives and stuff, and the one where where Aunt May's in it, and the the you know mean detective guy's like, oh, child endangerment's a really really big you know charge, and you know you as his legal guardian you know took responsibility for him is she is this Aunt may like just like a adopted like legal guardian Aunt may or is like actual where there was no actual ben in the first place and it's just been always peter with her or is she like his blood aunt biological aunt i think she's probably gonna be blood the way that they'll they'll talk about it because okay you know when when Every time that I've seen uh, any type of, like, when death happens, typically spouses are right next to each other. And at the grave yeah. site, there was no Ben Parker. So I don't yeah. think that there was an Uncle Ben ever there. Okay. But was, was she... But, so what about there, the suitcase, was, then? Sorry to, sorry yeah. to cut, sorry to cut that. What about the suitcase, then? Is BFB could have been nothing, then? Could have been dad. I mean... Like you, you could you could really claim it however you want. I mean, because the suitcase was never played into. They they never specific. I mean, like yeah. it was there, but it was never like, oh, this is your uncle's suitcase. Um, they they never really went into it. Um, and so right. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't read into it. Gotcha. So is it kind of up in the air if she was like a, a biological aunt or because because it, it felt like when that detective was talking about being his legal guardian, like that was. He really put an emphasis on you being his legal guardian. So I thought this was this was more of a Mr. Turner, Sean Hunter, Boing and Squirrel type of thing instead of like an actual his biological aunt. No, I would I would say this is biological aunt. Um, okay. And that it's definitely not like a Count Olaf kind of situation. Like I'm here for your money kind of <laughs> like it's not like that. Um, yeah, yeah. But they knew. Oh, I can't wait to to get spit by the spider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also notice on the tombstone they they covered up the years with the flowers because I don't think they wanted anyone to be like, oh, well, no, there's no way Marissa Tomei was that old or that young, like nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very well like hidden, and I mean you could tell like, hey, nineteen and twenty, like respectively, but you didn't have to get into the. Speaking of um, and piggybacking off of uh, Micah's um, Aunt May being a smoke show in this version, so. Back to I know I said it's gonna be quick, but it still bothers me. So back to Flash Thompson. So this this is a Ultimate Spider-Man kind of type thing, right? In Ultimate Spider-Man, there is you know young, you know hot Aunt May, right? And then Tony Stark, Avengers, Spider-Man with with Tony Stark technology and his suits and stuff, right? Agent Agent Venom is in Ultimate Spider-Man. And we have a nerdy, spastic, not spastic, nerdy, you know, rich prick Flash, not a jockey Flash that becomes ultimate, uh, that becomes Agent Venom. So, like, what the heck are we doing? I just want some Agent Venom. <laughs> That's all. I have no Theory. idea which okay. way they're going to handle it. Yeah, speaking with, uh, I, I, can I, I'm going to bring up a point to echo that, and then we, we can move <laughs> on. But yeah. here's what I want. Here's what I want to happen with Flash to uh, please everybody. I think I want him to get kicked out of MIT uh, slash maybe like he gets defrauded in his book now since like Peter's spell back uh, 
Oh, yeah, Erase his memory. Because now everyone's going to be like, oh, how did you know Spider-Man? There's no way you know Spider-Man. This book is fake. Blah, yada, yada. Right. But he's going to get kicked out of MIT and all this stuff. And then he's going to fall in hard times and join the military and get that 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 glow up that Kumail oh, Nanjiani okay. body. Okay. Then he gets his then he gets his legs blown off okay. and he into, in Mexico and then the Venom symbiote finds him there. Okay. I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, we can move on though from that. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I swear. <laughs> so, you know, as this movie wrapped up, there were two things that I wanted to touch on real quick. Um, Venom had a post credit scene where he shows up and a drop of Venom shows uh, or stays in this universe. Do you are you excited to see Venom? Um, are you excited to see kind of where they're going to go with it uh, moving forward? Or what are your thoughts? No, that's fair. That's <laughs> um, absolutely fair. You know, I, and, and the and the reason and the reason I say that is because I thought that this trilogy was so good without it, right? Like I thought that like. For what it was back in 2007 when Spider-Man 3 came out and, you know, you had Topher Grace, Grayson, is it Grayson? Grace? Topher Grace. Grayson. Yeah, Topher Grace as Venom, um, you know, and all that, that was fine. But, like, I, did, I don't want them to redo that. And I guess Venom, the Venom movies now, you know, have had success in their own right. Um, but I don't want them to merge. Like, and I told Jordan uh, earlier that, like, it's going to get kind of messy with the Morbius situation and, you know, maybe Morbius and Venom and Vulture and Spider-Man. And, you know, is it going to be the Sonyverse Spider-Man or the Marvel Spider-Man? Like, we just don't know. Right. So like, yeah, I just, if we could just leave it alone, I would be okay with that. But like to Jordan's point with all these villains getting to go back home and getting their stories resolved, like who's next? I mean, there's a bucket full of, you know, villains that they could introduce for Spider-Man, but like they have to go with Venom. And Absolutely. I don't think they do. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, I really liked that, that post credit scene, but it was for a very different reason, very different reason. Um, so I hate to go off topic, but I don't care. Actually, I don't hate to, I, I'm going to love talking about this. All right. Um, the actor who play, who's the bartender is is in a, one of my favorite TV shows. Oh, right now. Baby. <laughs> yeah, dude, the actor who plays uh, uh, Danny Rojas in in Ted Lasso. As soon, as soon as I saw that scene, I started singing Danny Rojas. And my friends were like, what are you doing? It's Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso, guys. Anyways, but other than that, I'm pretty indifferent. To um, I know I said I love Agent Venom, but there's already been there's been one Spider-Man movie with Venom, two Venom movies. Like that's cool. If if we get them, that's fine. If we don't get them, fine too. But yes, shout out to Ted Lasso, Danny Rojas. Yeah. Let's go. Anyways. Funny enough, uh, I caught up on Ted Lasso a bit after um, watching it. I'm, I'm midway through season two. Off topic though, because uh, we need to speed up some of this. I think it's such a letdown that we bring Eddie Hardy in, but I think it's just, uh, just uh, very hilarious that even this movie is going like, oh yeah, that's a joke. We're not, we're not bringing him in here. Ha ha ha. He he finally learned about the universe. He's going to talk to Spider Man. Oh, he has to go home. Uh, I think it's just gonna be a slow build though to get the black suit and Venom. Like it, it really leads me to believe Secret Wars is next, and that's when the Venom symbiote is going to get on Spidey. 
Uh, and we also have a Matt Gargan uh, in prison with uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture, who maybe becomes Scorpion in the next Spider-Man and then gets beat up. Maybe after all the nonsense of this, uh, Jay Jonah wants to draw out Spider-Man and he hires uh, him to put, put a hit on. He puts a hit on him and then makes his own super soldier in that. And after he gets beat up again by Spider-Man, he's like, oh, I need more help. And then Symbiote gets attached to him. I don't know. It's anyone's game at this point. but. Uh, not my favorite, but it it was it was kind of cute, whatever. But like, I'm just like, oh, really? This is this is what Ed, this is what uh uh Tom Hardy told us to be quiet about. Shut up, man. You're a great actor, but come on. I think with with this one, um, like you said, Secret Wars, it's it's already on its way. Um, especially with the multiverse coming together, and I think that uh the next time we see Spider-Man, he'll get Venom on like his suit. But I think he's just going to run with the suit for at least a time or two, <clears throat> um, and and that be a part of it. But then eventually Venom will become the bad guy that he has to face off with. I don't think they'll they'll do a Spider-Man three situation again. I think they'll they'll learn from it. Um, they've done really well with pacing uh, with the MCU version of of uh, Spider-Man. My my last two questions for you guys tonight are: Do you like the the new red and blue suit that he creates by himself in his own apartment? Um, very 90s uh, style. Um, and then what villain do you want to see the most face off with him in this next trilogy? Oh my gosh. I got so giddy when I saw him come out with that. Oh my gosh. It was so awesome with that suit. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was amazing. Um, uh, with that, with, with the suit. Um, and, um, okay. So, question because sometimes my eyes can deceive me was the blue part of his suit like a little shiny when yeah. he was yeah. running with it yeah okay it's supposed to be like that then right yeah that's awesome yeah perfect um i really loved it i feel bad uh, i know we we, refer, we we talked about it earlier but i seriously i feel so bad for for peter because he just lost aunt may and literally he's got no one he's got no one to to help him with that grieving especially since he closed the multiverse up and he can't access you know the other two, the other two Spider Men, the other two Peters. So I'm gonna be interested. I'm gonna be intrigued to see how that plays out in the next Spider Man movie because he's still grieving, and he even like you could you could tell his 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 Peter was when th- that one scene with with uh with Happy at the um at Aunt May's grave. Um, you can tell he wanted the he wanted he wanted him to like know him so bad. You could tell he but so I anyways um. I posed this question on our TikTok yesterday. Do you guys remember? So I'm gonna stick with that answer. I want to see. I mean, I, you said something about. I don't. I don't read Marvel that much, so I don't know what that run looks like. So I don't know if this 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 um this villains in that run, but I want to see you know some Hydro Man get evaporated into the sun and be traumatizing to me again. I want to see that, but also. What you what your answer, Jordan, is really fun too. A a a movie with Craven would be so so mega fun. That'd be awesome. I just Anyways, I feel like Craven yeah. the Hunter would just be a really really fun addition. It, it, it's yeah. gonna be really weird though when Elizabeth Olsen sees him going like, "Wait, you, brother, wait, <laughs> you look like my brother." Yeah, oh, I get that all the time. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's not my answer. Uh, the one I, I'm really focused on the first question. What was the second? The, oh, okay, I got the two questions in my head. Okay, I love the suit. I feel like we don't get 
a good look at it. Uh, I mean, we get a few shots of it, but it looks like something like Alex Ross just drew, or it, if he gets to do like intros again. Oh, for a movie. I love the Alex. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Just even him swinging triumphantly. Like we got some of that in Far From Home. We didn't get him swinging away at the end of Homecoming, so it's good to we get some Spider-Man cav- uh, ending things like, oh hey, I gotta go to the cemetery, gotta go swing. Like it's it's not a Spider-Man movie without that. And I I was joking uh, with my girlfriend Amanda, and I think I think I don't know if I mentioned it with you guys, but like. Almost all the Spider-Man movies up to this point, uh, minus the last two, have ended in a funeral or him swinging around. And hey, that's fine. Like it's good to have those things. But I'm like, I don't want to end on a funeral. I don't want someone dead or him ending up at, at the cemetery. And but we wouldn't have the Spider-Man we have right now. But uh, I-, I loved it. Uh, maybe we'll see in Hawkeye because when we're filming this, the finale is about to air for that. Maybe we'll see him swinging in the background of Hawkeye, even though that would take away from that. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. But villain-wise. Uh, since it just got revealed, speaking of Hawkeye, I kind of want Smythe and the Spider Slayers to show up. Yes. As which is. Yes. Ooh. Do you want BJ Novak to come back and be Smythe? Because that'd be fun. Uh, but the multiverse, he can't come back. But um, I mean, might as well, right? Might as, he's, yeah. he's just a variant of him. He just looks yeah, slightly it's just different. A variant version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just him with like the weird like tentacle things from the 90s cartoon and those comics. Yes. But. Either that or the Jackal, so we can do Clone Saga, like, and do it right, and maybe make it less convoluted. That, that since I just did a run of that of Miles in the comics, but uh, I'm gonna stop it there, because I know me. <laughs> yeah, I I I like the suit too, um, and I think something I told Jordan earlier this afternoon was that like something that I've enjoyed was like <clears throat> very uh, reminiscent of Iron Man. You know, Spider Man to this point has had several suits. And, you know, each one of them have been cool in their own respect. As far as villains are concerned, um, Jordan and I also talked about, like, the fact that Mysterio, we don't know that Mysterio is dead for sure. So, like, Vulture and Mysterio, like, recasting them in another movie in the new trilogy. And, like, I feel like that's a conservative answer. But, like, they're, you know, uh, when we left Homecoming, Vulture was in prison. He wasn't dead. And then there was, like, no, like, Jordan, what's the rule? There's not a funeral. Doesn't mean they're dead. So yeah, like, if you don't see the body um, die, you're yes, yeah. So like, like, what are they going to do with Mysterio? Vulture is supposed. Michael Keaton is supposed to be in Morbius. Like, so I, I guess is Vulture right? Like, so I have no idea. We we don't know, but like, if that's the case, what if he busts him out of prison, or he gets out of prison on his own account, and he's still the Vulture, and like, you know, they recast that in some way, shape, or form moving forward, and like. Here, that here's the thing too, guys. Like we talk about how great um, you know, the villains were that they brought back from you know the Tobey Maguire trilogy and the Andrew Garfield trilogy, but they didn't really touch the ones from you know the Tom Holland trilogy. So like, what if they do that in the next trilogy moving forward? Kind of like a revisit to like, okay, yeah, we can bring those folks back. So I don't know. I mean. I, there's countless possibilities. There are. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. Well, guys, it has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Um, for all of our listeners, make sure you're liking, subscribing, following us. We're on a lot of different platforms now. We're on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and we also have TikTok. So make sure you go and check us out. We've got different prompts uh, every day, um, Monday through Saturday, with with our TikTok. And so. Um, we just encourage you just to keep listening. Thank you so much for helping us start this brand new year. Hope your guys' new year is going well so far. And we will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk. Mm-hmm.